Yeah, you and I have been talking about home improvements together, Tom, for quite a while. And that's why we have this Home Show Radio Extra, because there's so many questions we get on different topics. And so I got together with Fernanda, who does all the behind-the-scenes work on this stuff, and said, let's organize it into topics, and we'll do a little podcast, on, and we'll focus on different topics. And that's why how Home Show Radio Extra came to be. And we thank y'all for listening in and, and checking this out. Tom Tynan, if you're not familiar... I mean, I don't know how you couldn't be. He's been the home improvement expert in Houston for over 30 years. And um, yeah, I'm old. 30, yeah, I mean, yeah. Tom, Tom remembers when they used shiplap and tar paper. Actually, almost do. And, <laughs> yeah, and I can go way wall. back in some areas, yes. Tom remembers rock wall. He's, he goes back. I remember hand saws and hammers. Not quite no back, nail guns. <laughs> not quite back to kerosene lamps. But, you no. know, the one thing that's been a constant in all your years is plumbing. And that's going to be our uh, topic today here on uh, Home Show Extra. So let's dig into it. Let's, let's start with some questions we got from listeners of, of the website, homeshowradio.com. By the way, is our website. And you want to send us a question for Tom? Go there, fill it out, send it in. If you don't want to listen on Saturday mornings when he's doing the radio, you can send it to the website and we'll answer it. Here's one from Donna Tom in League City. She says, I have an, a sewer odor smell in the bathroom and I don't know how to isolate the problem. Could it be a pee trap, a vent, or something disconnected under the slab? It only happens when someone showers or they notice when the air conditioner comes on. I mean, it could be a lot of things, and I think it's worth uh, checking out. You have vents. You have P-traps. Depending on when the house was built, you could have underground plumbing that has holes in it that have been eaten through. If it was in the 60s and early 70s, all the cast iron piping could be gone. Uh, Showers tend to, when you smell it when you take a shower, and it's an old tile shower that could be a, a, a very old shower, uh, it, it can be a shower pan problem that it's all the water's just saturating in there, and then when you turn the water on, it exasperates the, the smell, and it comes up to you because that's when you notice it. So a shower pan test would be done on that. So if you really have an issue, oh, let me just, another one, it could be a, a septic system, and it could be a vent during certain times of the year, like in the winter, when that, that air drops. So chances are it's not a vent that's making it stink, quite frankly, or it would have been like that for a long, long time, because it would have been properly done. Secondly, I don't think it's a pee trap because of the fact that when you come into the bathroom, everything is fine. You notice it when you take the shower. So that is another uh, sign that is probably something to do with the shower. So I would definitely look at the fact that uh, you would do a shower pan test first and make sure your shower pan is still holding. And if it's not, that means uh, you're going to have to call and have that shower pan replaced. Yeah, she was wondering if she wanted to get a camera test or a smoke test. What would a smoke test show? That's not what's going to happen with something like that. Yeah. Uh, smoke tests, believe it or not, they use them in the city to for uh, storm drains mm-hmm. to make sure they're not tied into the sewer drain. So they'll fill all these storm drains with smoke. And if they find it, or excuse me, they fill all the uh, the sewer with smoke. And if they find anything coming out of somebody's storm drain, that's when you get a knock on the door and a tag, uh, because your storm drains are not allowed to go into the sewer system. So that's very rare they do smoke. Now a camera they can run, or a hydrostatic test. I think would be more uh, on the residential level that you'll see someone like Due West run for a house they're going to do foundation repair on to see if there's any underground plumbing breaks. So a hydrostatic test would be the proper name for that. 
that. But I don't think it's going to be that. I really think it's going to have something to do with the shower. And I suspect, and that's where I would start my energy first, calling a plumber in, telling them about the shower, and then they can start to deduce the problem from there. Yeah, there's nothing worse than when they run that hydrostatic test, watching that water go down. Yeah. It's a bad day. I know, but usually they're there for a reason, and that's foundation issues. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Billy in North Houston, while we're in the bathroom, let's just stick with that theme here for a minute. He's got a okay. He's got a clog sink in his upstairs bathroom double bowl, Tom. He says the clog is past the P-trap. He took the P-trap off and started a snake, and it goes in the wall and comes out the other P-trap and won't go down the drain. You know, there's when you get dual sinks like that that are running on one drain, they make a very sharp turn, and you've got to find a way to get to that sharp turn, and sometimes you can't. Uh, it gets really difficult. I have a situation in my own house like that where it's kind of tricky making this one corner, and it will come out the other side, and you're going, hey, well, what's going on here? But there is another drain there, and uh, this might be a case of not using one of these homeowner snakes they're going to have to go in and maybe even go through the vent up in the attic, cut the vent, and go down through it to get down into the main drain that drops. So chances are that somebody's going to have to go through the vent. And obviously, if you're not, if you can't you get to a point where you can't do it yourself, and this is why we have plumbers, of course, here in the Houston area, Abacus Plumbing, they can get in there and get that thing unclogged. And that's what you're, they're probably going to start doing is going to different areas until they can finally get to it. And let's hope nobody has to tear into the sheetrock. If this is the only clog he's ever had, we don't know. But chances are there's a drop from a vent from the attic down, and that's where they're going to have to go. You need professional help is what we're telling you. Plumbers are important. Let's sit on plumbers a minute. We got we got Abacus Plumbing uh, Mm -hmm. uh, that is a big sponsor of the show, but plumbers stopped the Black Plague. The man who invented the toilet ended up doing that by getting rid of human waste. If we take 4 million people, and we have more than that in Houston now, and don't have indoor plumbing, we're in some real trouble. Everybody's going to be walking around with diseases. So sometimes it's just, I know people hate to call a plumber, and, and I run a plumbing school where it's hard to get people who want to be a plumber, but let's face it, that's a great living, it's a need, and, and the, without plumbers, we're, we're doomed. So call Abacus Plumbing. Right. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know many a plumber across the Fruited Plain. Yes. And um, every one of them is a success because they all started the same way. They all started, you know, working knee-deep in feces, yeah. right? And you got, you, well, you got to learn the trade, but you can get out of trade. it pretty quick. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, the objective of every plumber is to help you get out of the drain and then then their objective is to get out of the truck. <laughs> so. Yeah, and and you know I always tell my students entrepreneurs make mm-hmm. a, it's a place where plumbers should be because you can do so well. And we know Alan over at Abacus did so sure. well starting up with just a couple of trucks. It was almost twenty years ago now. Mm-hmm. I do believe is the years. Right. But it's it doesn't take that long in the, in the scope of a, of a life and a profession. No, and it's just a mat- and it's one of those things where you just show up and give good service and. That's you it. Know. What's the old saying that air goes up, water goes down, and paydays on Friday don't bite your nails? That's really the core. Okay, well, I forgot about the bite your nail part, but yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's but it, you know, they plumbing. take an oath to to the serving the community when they get their license I because it's so that. important. Oh yes, it's it's quite the dramatic effect. We can all cry and have tears because they become licensed uh, master plumbers. All right, we got another slow yes. draining 
bathroom okay, drain. Fine. I don't know. We're kind of on a theme here, right? Joe yeah, it's plumbing. Joe in Jersey Village. He says, the AC PVC from upstairs is connected to this drain, and we think the clog is algae. We have tried bleach, and we've tried vinegar and baking soda a few times, and we've poured hot water, and it remains the same. What would you recommend? A snake and a plumber. I just went through that in my house, and it wasn't cheap. Yeah. Uh, this this time of year, August, after this summer we've had, and I will tell you this, if we have people listen to this podcast in Alabama or Mississippi or any of these other states, too, you went through the same heat wave we did, and your air conditioning systems have been overloaded all the way down to uh, the drain lines are going to be clogging up right now. And so keep your eye on it, and quite frankly, uh, sometimes you need to have a plumber go in with a snake. I mentioned earlier on the show about my double bowl sink i just went through that last week uh so we you know I, luckily i've been through it before i know how to get to it but you you just gotta snake it out and bleach first off bleach would be the only thing that would do something for it vinegar and baking soda <laughs> i'm not sure where you're going with that but uh that's for other things cleaning and stuff but the bleach would be the one thing and you can try there's some pretty uh harsh uh uh, uh, cleaners on the market. You can go to the Lowe's, Home Depot's, plumbing supplies, and you can try those. But uh, that's usually more preventative if you do it once in a while. But once it gets really bad and clogs up and the, the line starts uh, backing all the way up into that P-trap and then up the line, you've got a bigger problem than uh, vinegar or bleach is going to solve, especially vinegar, but it's going to solve. Yeah, I, most plumbers will tell you don't do that. And yeah. just have them because not because they want the work, but because if that chemical is strong enough to eat something off the PVC, what makes you think it's going to stop there? Oh, I agree. I don't use it. I get a guy with a snake. Yeah, a plumber. guy with a snake. Exactly right. All right. Daniel Carpenter's in Willis, Texas, and he just moved here to Austin. Excuse me, from Austin to here. Okay. And, and in Austin, all the plumbing he says there is running the slab, and down here in Willis, he says the pipes run in the attic. He says, the summer with the temperature so high we can't get cool water and we have to shower before the attic heats up. It's really bad. Is there anything he can do about that? Uh, no, but it it's kind of makes me grin. I can hear uh, that. Because, <laughs> because, you know, we could have a lot worse problems that we don't have to use hot water. We can just use the warm water from the cold side right. because the attic's hot. And I don't know of anybody right now, even when, think about it, the water's coming in the ground into your house and you're taking a shower. It doesn't get any colder. Mm -hmm. That's just the way the water's coming from the plants now. The pipes in the ground, everything is warm. So, no, if you put a refrigeration unit on there, I guess some could rig something up, but I, I wouldn't recommend it. It's just the, the nature of the beast. Austin's going to have cooler water mm -hmm. because it's a rockier area and, and it's just different terrain. But as far as Houston goes, our water is going to be warm uh, in the summertime, and that first blast of water coming out of the attic is going to be even warmer. So just think of it as uh, instant warm water for you to take a shower, but there's nothing anybody can do. And the last comment, real quickly if a plumber in certain parts of the country, they do underground plumbing, and in certain parts, Parts of the country, they do it up in the attic like we do in Houston. Either way is fine if it's done right. As long as it's done right. But And just so you know, Daniel, um, we're recording this at about 4.30 in the afternoon. And uh, I just it's 107. <laughs> it, 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 it is actually 100 degrees outside. And the water <laughs> yes. in our pool is 93 degrees. That's actually cooler. I thought they was running up on 96, 97 is what that well, was, was reading. Well, he was getting up there when we had okay. the, when it was up in the 10 teens there. So. Yeah. 
But it's yeah, it's just the nature of the beast, and it's like you know what this this winter when you're complaining about it being too cold. <laughs> Wait till it's too cold, and you my teeth really hurt when I brush my teeth. The water's so cold. Yeah, try that up in Lake Placid. Your teeth want to crack out of your head. The water's so cold. Mm-hmm. So let's go hot water now. <laughs> there you go. Gus in Cyprus has a water heater in the attic. It needs replacing so he can sleep worry free. Would would like to go with the tankless one up there. But it requires. Understands it requires a bunch of plumbing headaches. He says, and it, would it be installed in the attic, or could he move it to the garage? You did say an on-demand water heater. Yeah, a tankless. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the plumbing headaches would be. It hooks up just like a regular water heater. You have hot in, uh, mm-hmm. cold in, hot out. Don't you need a, a bigger gas line run? Well, yeah, it? you have that, but that's. I wouldn't call that a. The way he wrote it was plumbing problems. Like he had to run different water lines and mm-hmm. stuff. The water lines and everything would be the same. So you just hook it in line like you would a tank. So just want to make that clear to everybody listening. Uh, as far as gas lines, if it's a natural gas and not an electric, let's start with natural gas, then it could be. You can buy them depending on the, the size you need. And depending on the uh, uh, capacity you need as far as output of hot water and what you're doing, how many people are in the house, that kind of thing, you might not have to change the gas lines. But if you're doing a whole house, family of five and that kind of thing, then the gas line might have to be increased. It might not be that difficult, but it is going to be an extra expense. If it's an electrical one, then you got to run electrical lines to it. It's not going to be the same electrical service as an electric tank. You're going to have to have a greater electrical service run. So that would be even more of a headache if if it was an electric. Yeah, but that's rare, isn't it? I mean, I have electrics in mine, and I don't even have a gas tank anymore. They work great. So it's not as rare as you would think. In fact, they're becoming more and more popular. They're incredibly efficient. Uh, and I know some plumbers like them, some don't, and I won't get into that whole argument. But the, the truth is that on heat transfer on an electric, it's 100% from the element to the water. With a gas, a natural gas one, it is only about 60%. The rest goes out to the environment. So as far as the use of electricity, and if it's affordable, in my case it is, the way I shop, uh, it really has kept my bill way down. So... Is the lifespan of an electric one the same as a gas one? I've had one in operation for 21 years, so even more so. Mm. If you have a water softener. Now, Charlie, you know I'm a water softener guy. I got a water softener. But it's an electrical element. That's all it is. There's no tank, so there's no buildup. It just keeps the element clean. And the worst worst thing I haven't had to do it is replace an element. Buildup with your water. Yeah, that's bad. You know, did you know, Tom, that your RO has filters on it? Yes. Did you know that? Did you know that those filters can become full and and not let water come through anymore? Let's talk about filters for a second, Charlie. When you have a filter, it is not a one shot deal for the rest of your life unless you have yeah. a very short lifespan, like right. a fly. Yeah. Okay. So it'll get to the point, and this is a huge mistake, and I'm not going to get on you about that, but I'm sure no, you made I'm the call to Debbie, sa- right? No, just let me say this about it. I'm throwing myself yes. under the bus here yes. because, you know, I've got a, an RO unit at home, and you know what? This is like I've been working with Tom for, what, 30-something years. Long time. And uh, <laughs> yes. my RO unit slowed down the other day, and I said to Tom, I said, you know, my RO unit it seems to be losing, does not put as much out. And he says, well, if you change the filters— do you remember what I said to you when you asked me that question? What filters? Yeah, there are filters. <laughs> there are filters? <laughs> and I thought the RO was the filter. Yes. Luckily, the one he has, everybody, from Aquatex, yeah. 
uh, the Kinetico has a shutoff valve, because what I was going to get at will make sense in a minute, but it'll start to shut it off when the filters get full. So luckily, you aren't contaminating your water so badly going through bad filters that it's actually making a situation worse. Yeah, that is a do-it-yourselfer thing, though. You can change them yourself. That's, I can. That's the beauty of the, the Chad Kinetico can. system. Yeah, yes. Well, maybe I'll have both of you over the house, and you can take turns <laughs> yes. changing mine. I just... <laughs> Okay. Sandy sees me walking around with tools, and she says, where are you going with that? Well, they'll come over and do it for yeah. you. And then have them, you need to boost up your tank. Give them a little air pressure in your tank so you get good flow again. All right. All, All right. right. Gordon, thank you. Do see how yes. I snuck my question in there? <laughs> yes. Very crafty. It right. very good. Gordon uh, in Pearland says he recently moved into a pretty well-maintained home that was built back in 05. And he wants to add a single burner outside stove to the back patio. But he noticed that there's a little gas pipe, a little tip on the edge of the house. And he wants to know, can he get just hire a plumber to tap into that line, into the stove? Or is there something more involved than that? It depends on the stove, maybe. If it's a gas line, it's under pressure all the time like water. And if the size is right, feeding it to that point, and he's going to tee into it and go over and, and do the cooktop, and it requires a half inch or a three-quarter inch, whatever's there, he should be fine. Most of the cooktops don't require huge lines. So I have a feeling uh, it is going to be an easier task than he thinks. But I do want to throw this out to everybody, at least in the state of Texas. We're in Houston. Uh, you know, Abacus is our plumber and say, oh, we worry about plumbing. But plumbers in Texas handle gas lines in homes. So we want to make sure it's not just water you're thinking about and you're trying to find a gas line expert. What you do is you just hire a plumber. Right. All right. Um, let me shift gears here. I want to talk about repairing pipes for a minute here before we wrap up. We've talked a lot about uh, all the good things Abacus does. But, you know, we have um, TDT. You know, it used to be Texas Drain Technology, and they have their e-pipe system. Yes. Got a couple of questions about that for you here. Brian is in the museum district, and he says his small 1,500-square-foot house has galvanized pipes that were put in in 1973. And he says the water pressure is getting low. And I want to say, Brian, if you had uh, galvanized pipes put in 1973 and they're still working, you're living well. Anyway, he says his water pressure is getting low. And he imagines it's due to the corrosion, and it's a two-story, two-and-a-half bath, you know, with a washing machine and all that. He wants to know your opinion on the e-pipe system versus repiping. What's your recommendation on that? My recommendation is to do it. If it was my house, I would do it. Uh, when my mother was alive, I was trying to talk her into doing it, too, because she complained all the time about low water pressure. It was 1972 on her house. Mm -hmm. A low water pressure, rusty water, which is horrible. Uh, luckily, she had a reverse osmosis, and I changed the filters for her uh, so she wouldn't have to drink it. Uh, but as far as that goes, uh, t uh, the ACE Duraflow system, and, and I don't understand why it's not available more. I'm sure there's something beyond on the business plan, uh, but uh, we have uh, TDT here that has the proprietary rights to it. And to be in a city of Houston like this, there's so much work for it. And you hear negative stuff in the industry about it, but it's only because the others can't get their hands on it. If they could, they'd be touting it too. Mm -hmm. But it is the way to go. It is definitely the way to go as far as just getting your pipes back 
And everybody I know that has done it, including my next door neighbor who just had it done, they swear by it. Well, it makes more sense because it's such so minimally invasive to your house. They're not going to be cutting as many holes in the wall. They're not going to have to be snaking pipes through. They literally connect to existing connections. And they, I guess the, the process, Tom, first is they, what are they, like blow blow uh, shells through the pipe or something they sandblast no no here's here's a really in a nutshell yeah. they dry the, they they disconnect the pipes as far as water going in and drain the pipes uh, then they uh, dry it with hospitalized air, really pure air, and they dry it out really well. Then they go back and they sandblast it, but they don't really use sand. They use, mm-hmm. a, like you were saying, I'm not going to say nutshells. Maybe it is. Uh, it, but they it, clear I, it I out really clean. I don't know why really I got clean. it in my head. It was nutshells. I thought it was pecan shells or something like that or whatever. It, yeah. it, it very well could be, yeah. and that's used a lot in that kind of process. And then they go back and they actually guesstimate really close the amount of feet you have of pipes, and they use just enough epoxy, which is a thin micro layer, which just goes through the pipe and just collects a very thin layer as it goes down from one end to the other. And they measure if there's any residual left, uh, of this kind of thing, and they get it all covered. And what it includes is the joints, the fittings, the uh, pipe itself, anywhere that you might have a thin wall or a thicker wall, or it just covers it all, all the way right up to the connection underneath the sink or behind the toilet or even the shower heads, wherever it might be. And you wind up with a pipe inside the pipe. Yeah, and it lasts. It's it's seventy five year life expectancy, yeah. which is why it came from the military. They use it on battleships. Even battleships don't last that long in most cases. Uh, but as far as that goes, in your home, it lasts longer than the original pipe would because you're going to get at least forty fifty years with a ten year strong warranty from TDT. So it is. It's worth asking the question. The only time I would repipe a home is if I was going in to gut at least sixty seventy percent of it for a remodel. Then I'd say you. No, we got the walls open. Let's go right. ahead and run all new pipes. That would be a different situation. Right. And, and, and the nice thing about because they are true plumbers over there at TDT, if you get in, there are places, and Vic has shown us, Vic Casso over there and Gary Gould have shown us pictures of places where they can do the e-pipe, but there are places where the pipes are so far gone that they have to put some pecs through parts of it because they, the pipe is too far gone. And they can do that kind of hybrid installation if your pipes are too far gone. So that's the nice thing I think about TDT is that they offer two solutions. So it's not like every every job is a PEX job or every job's an e-pipe job. They're going to find the one that's right for you. Yeah, and I will say this, the homes built in the 80s with the imported pipe are Mm -hmm. usually where they have to go through that. The ones that were from the 60s, they usually don't have to go through that particular uh, hybrid process because those those old Pittsburgh pipes, they might be all rusted inside, but they're pretty good. They're pretty strong. They held up. And and it's funny you say that because I was saying at the beginning of that, you know, that he had pipes from 1973. Right. He may have still had some of those old Pittsburgh pipes in 73. Oh, absolutely. That's exactly what it was. It was not the imported pipes didn't come in till around seventy nine eighty. Okay, and that's when Pittsburgh started to go under. Uh, and then we can go back in the history of that, but mm-hmm. uh, that's done. But as far as that goes, that's exactly he's got the old pipes, so I don't think he's going to need a hybrid at all. Mm. Good, good on him. All right, one more here. John's up in Kingwood, and we had a plumber come in to clear a clogged drain. He says he sent a snake down through the line and discovered roots 
coming into the line about 30 feet from the main kitchen drain. He says it may be a tree, a pin oak in the front yard, and it's about uh, a 20-year-old one-story house on a slab. He says, I'm considering using the epoxy sleeve repair from TDT. Is this something you think would be a good idea? So I think this is the cured-in-place thing, right? Yeah, it is. And uh, I don't know. I would, I would uh, and, and TDT can do either or. They will, they will give them prices on both. But sometimes if it's just one spot and it's out in the yard, it's easier just to dig a hole and put a fern co-fitting on it. <laughs> but if it's worse than that and it, this is a candidate for it, TDD will say, you know, it's easier for us to do it and it's better this way. Then absolutely go for it because it's not under pressure. It's just making the stuff move from point A to point B, which is a sewer. And uh, if it's better than digging down deep or digging a hole, then sure, why not? So just to make it clear, there are two, we're talking two different systems here, right? Oh, absolutely. The E-pipe, yes. they coat the entire, the entire system, whereas this cured-in-place, it uses a bladder. Yeah, and people need to realize that you have your supply side, which is your galvanized in this case, and that's under pressure. Then you have your drain side, which is not under pressure, so it's not like it has to pressure up to 60 or 80 PSI with water or air or anything else. It just can't have any breaches in there, and if roots are getting in there, that's a problem. But uh, it doesn't have to be hermetically sealed. It's just draining <laughs> sewage and stuff down to the sewer. So when they do this, they're going to take this bladder, they're going to impregnate it with the epoxy, and they literally pull it through the pipe to where that hole is, and then they inflate it, and it's it, cool. And it stays there until the epoxy <laughs> I think it's cool. cures. Yeah, I think yes. it's real cool. <laughs> I do too. And then a lot of people say, "Big deal." Right. Uh, well, it is. No, for me, it's it's very that kind of stuff is very cool. You have a problem, you solve a problem. I mean, that's what it's about. Right. Charlie, do we have a video of it? I don't know. I think yeah, we do. In fact, we have a video at homeshowradio.com. If you go there and look at the TDT page, you look around, you'll see. Cured in place, CIPP. There's a video there that talks about it and the way they do it. And, and and Tom's right. I mean, even TDT will tell you it's good in some cases. There are places. Yeah, they'll tell you, you if, know, they if If your problem is a belly, this is not the answer. If right. there's a, if there, it, then they'll also say they'll get into cases where the pipe is too far gone. You know, and and this thing will actually damage it worse, and they'll say they won't do it there. So they're not just going to take your money and do the job. They're going to make sure that you get the right solution that does the right job for you. I only hear really positive things about customer uh, satisfaction, customer service. They just do. They're just really good about that. And all of our certified home show pros are, for that matter. Yeah, they're very, and they take it very personally. I tell you, there is no one who knows more about uh, PVC and pipes and epoxy and all that stuff than Gary Gould. He's, he's got a degree and in, in chemical engineering degree. And, <laughs> and, you know, you can hand him a hose, a pipe, or anything, and he'll tell you exactly the chemical makeup of what's in your hand down to the, 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 the core elements of it. And, it's, it's, it, 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 and, and that's the knowledge base on which TDT is built. There you go. You bet. All right. So that's what we got. That's the questions we got on plumbing. You got a plumbing question? Go to homeshowradio.com and fill out that Ask Tom form and send it in. We'll do another one of these on plumbing because we get enough plumbing questions. Or you may hear the questions answered on Sunday morning when we do Ask Tom questions uh, the first half hour of Sunday morning of homeshowradio.com, Home Show Radio on Sports Radio 610. And that's where you can hear Tom if you're listening to the podcast. You want to hear him live Saturday mornings from 9 a.m. to 
noon Central Time, and Sundays from uh, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Unless no, 8 a.m. usually sorry, 8 to 11, That's but right. we're going 7 to 9 now during football I season. I get so Let's confused. Throw that out. It's, it's, you know, it's yes. late in the day here. Okay. So, <laughs> yes. yeah, so he's on from 8 to 11 on Sunday, unless the Texans have an early game, then he's on from 7 to 9. That's right. But you can listen to the games anytime you want on demand at homeshowradio.com. Go hit the click, the, the, the listen button. And they're all right there. And you can also sign up for our podcast and get that sent, this sent to you automatically. Imagine that. All right. That's it for this week. We'll be back with another uh, Home Show Extra with another category. We have no idea what it is, do we? Do you have any idea for anyone? No, no idea. Well, hang on. You'll find out.